In this special edition of Phantom Jukebox, we're playing our very own version of Two Truths and a Lie, and it's all about the misadventures of the madman himself, Ozzy Osbourne. And we're live. Welcome to the Phantom Jukebox. I'm Ty Lindsay. And I'm Joe Shannon. We are two musicians that dive into the world of music. Their myths, conspiracies, and bizarre music history. You can find our back catalog on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And uh, if you listen on something that has a rating feature and a review feature, uh, give us five stars and tell us what you think about the show. Please, it helps us out in a very, very big way. Um. So uh, for this week, if you don't have a prompt, um, can you tell us what your uh, craziest story you've heard of Ozzy Osbourne, if you need one? Yes. And also, you can also just tell us on Twitter at Phantom Jukebox underscore, at Facebook at Phantom Jukebox, and Instagram at Phantom Jukebox Podcast. Come talk to us over there, too. Uh, actually, on Spotify now, we have custom playlists. They're the Jukebox Jams. Oh. Uh, the, they're basically a custom curated playlist for each episode. So we've got one on Kate Bush and then most recently our episode one Elvis, uh, playlist just got released. Ah, yes. The B sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not the B sides. This is the, remember episode one and then ah, we've got okay, all the music yeah, yeah. that goes with episode one. So, right. uh, this episode's playlist should be out next week. We're kind of going back okay. and doing the back catalog and we're catching up. We're just kind of. Each episode, like they'll be labeled according to the episode they go with. So the numbering's going to look easy to find. Yeah. They're on Spotify and they, uh, you'll have the, the episode that they go with, uh, the, actually the, the uh, podcast episode and then the playlist follows afterwards. Uh, and a couple of shout outs I want to give out this week, uh, on, uh, Twitter is the happy hour podcast, which is at happy hour show three. And then the soundtrack to your life, which is at soundtrack underscore your cool people uh really appreciate they they're also people that kind of shout out people in the podcast community okay. so okay. trying to do the same and uh we wanted to get through all of our uh, announcements because one we're celebrating 20 episodes nice despite technical grievances with our last episode which i'm really really yeah. sad we lost it was such a good episode we will probably we will do our best to get back to that subject again the old kit bag what was yes but uh we, we've got a, a technical, uh, we, we're on a patch right now. We're hopefully to solve the problem later, but we're, we're up and running right now. And uh, to celebrate episode 20, we brought in a very special friend to help us play a very, very unique version of Two Truths and a Lie. Hello, Connor. Hello, Ty. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Connor. I'm unfortunately your brother. And uh, I'm in your guys' band. What band um, is that? Other world. What, what do you do? What do you do in other world? I sing and play guitar. Actually, I more or less scream, play guitar. You sing pretty good. Oh, I know, but I don't want to make it sound like I'm. I know that too much, <laughs> but I do know that. You can say you sing though. You physically sing and play guitar. I do, but I also scream too. 
Yeah, yeah, you can say you do both. But I think I think if you say sing, it covers it. Okay. You're also one of the prime. You're you're definitely the lyricist. God forbid I try to write lyrics. Well, I mean, I stay up late at night pondering lyrics and words, and then being upset with myself about rhyme schemes after the song's already done. I think we talked about it actually in the Kate Bush episode. Uh, does do you, so is rhyming something like you always try to go for, or it doesn't really like? A, would there be a point where the rhyming doesn't necessarily matter to you? It depends on what I'm trying to do. I don't always rhyme. I mean, Kate Bush doesn't either, though. No, that's one. That's yeah. one of the reasons we talked about it because some of her songwriting is like really not necessarily conventional. But that's like it's all an enunciation and everything like that. Like Eminem once said, you know, people say that like nothing rhymes with orange. <laughs> Because they don't try. That's the way you say it. <laughs> Orange. Porridge. It rhymed right there. He actually, there is an interview where he says that type. I, I've watched the interview. If you have a strong enough accent, anything can rhyme. That's basically what. <laughs> but the way he said, I mean, who, who says porridge? But he did. And he made it rhyme with orange. Cartman's <laughs> doing that in the new special. He does cruel and cruel. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so tell us like what's what's going on in Otherworld right now from from your perspective. What are you working on? New song. We have a huge show coming up. Getting new merch made. And a huge show at uh at Ace Cafe and out on September eighteenth. Well, it's actually isn't it seventeenth and eighteenth? We're on well, the we're on the eighteenth. We're, we're yeah. on the eighteenth. I just want to make sure we you know, shout out all stage the stage A. Yeah, in Orlando, we are stage A. It's our first big, festival. Pretty stoked about that. Big outdoor festival. I love playing outdoors. We're going to be opening for Cold and uh, Drowning Pool. Yeah, Drowning Pool is the closer that night. Is it Head PE, the other one that we're opening up for? Evergreen Terrace. It's Evergreen Terrace. There's, I'm not sure which day Head PE is on, but I think Head PE is, I think they're playing the day before. They might be playing the day before, yeah. And then... uh. Upon a Burning Bodies playing, Signs of the Swarm. That's a great Florida talent as well. There's another big band in that too. On the day we're playing or the day before? Day before. Day before is Chelsea Grin? Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty big deal. I can't wait to play outside again. I think the last time we did was in Lakeland a couple years ago. I played outside once for like a Battle of the Bands thing. And even though it was in like... Winter Haven, and no one knew our band because we were very much like Plant City, very getting started, mm-hmm. and all the other bands bands were from Winter Haven, and we were very outmatched. But it was still just fun to play a big stage outside. Yeah, we played for the Strawberry Festival, and like, where was it? <laughs> it's a Strawberry Festival of Naples. In Naples, <laughs> for a Chick Fil A sandwich. Three oh, wow. hours for. Chick-fil-A sandwich. A lukewarm Chick-fil-A sandwich. No pickles. <laughs> Pickle-flavored bread. Oh, man. And then our guitarist quit the next show. <laughs> yeah, the one that lived in Naples that we drove down to play his festival for. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's like, oh, I finally got my band to play this gig that I've wanted. That's it for me. Yeah, he Pretty was. Pretty much. It's yeah. almost... <laughs> That's not. Fun. That's the highlight of where I think this band. <laughs> this is going. No, that's what he said. This he isn't said, like. So this oh. isn't other world to clarify. This is uh, uh, a Chiron. Chiron. <laughs> it was Chiron. It was Chiron, but it, it never got pronounced correctly. 
oh man, they did traditional Greek spelling. It's going to be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Good time. Yeah. But he literally, when he left, he's like, yeah, I think this is where this band's going to go. And uh, it was nice and all, but I'm done. And then he started another band after that. And uh, and he's playing like tours now, right? No. That's the actually, end of that they, story? They actually, That's- bro- <laughs> they actually broke up uh, a little while ago. Oh. Yeah. Did they play the Strawberry Festival before? I don't know. I didn't really follow <laughs> Is that like it? his recurring gimmick, his Strawberry Festival? That's when you know he's not interested he anymore. He was super upset with us once when we made fun of his song idea because we thought it was a joke. Yeah, it was called like Sad Robots or something. Yeah. And like he literally made noise on the guitar, like chaotic noise. And we're like, dude, yeah, that's funny. He shows like a, like a real riff idea and he actually left practice that day. Oh. Mad. Like, dude, that's oh. hilarious. And he's like, what's funny about it? Oh, yeah. It's, mm. Oh, and then we just continue to laugh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, episode 20, we decided uh, uh, Dakota actually came up with this idea about doing uh, Two Truths and a Lie episode about Ozzy Osbourne. Because, to be honest, even with what we're going to talk about today, there is plenty of room to actually have a whole dedicated episode just on his life. Like, we're going to go through his crazy events that have happened with him. But like we're gonna to do a deep dive on him, like there's still plenty of material just mm. because of his insane career, as we're gonna find out. But before we get started into all that, gentlemen, yes. let's start with our guest. How much do you know about Ozzy Osbourne? I guess we're about to find out. Um, <clears throat> I think I know quite a bit. I'm quite a nerd when it comes to music trivia, and you know reading and everything so you like books yeah i um <laughs> i hope me and joe still have a friendship after this because um, you will be uh to clarify for the audience they will be competing in this and um i hope he takes this loss and he, he learns to grow from it <laughs> that's a that's a that's a tough act to follow there joe uh, what, what do you know about ozzy osborne uh i know i like music a lot uh yeah, um, as far as actual knowledge and trivia, I'm 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 willing to learn. I'm willing to learn here. What Take the high road is crazy train in. So this is about his life. So it's not necessarily about the music. Oh God, the music. I'm I mean, even more screwed now. Yeah. So this there will be you know talking about uh, the songs and how they placed and stuff. But as far as breaking down the theory, uh, that is not. Um, I did really like the movie, even though. Uh, is the character of Ozzy Osbourne that was played by a different actor. It was only in it for a brief moment, but the dirt. I hated that movie. I, I, I really liked the actor who played a young Ozzy Osbourne. I feel like he, he, he did it very well. I liked that role. I haven't seen it, but there is a, there is a quote unquote docu movie about the band mayhem. I do want to watch. Mm. So we'll see, but to get started, uh, we're going to first learn about like the early life of Ozzy Osbourne and then we'll break into the game itself. So first let's, let's sit back and then let's, let's introduce Ozzy Osbourne born John Michael Ozzy Osbourne. He was born December 30th in 1948. Uh, and he came from Aston area in Birmingham. He's an English singer, songwriter and television personality. 
Now, television personality, I imagine, is kind of like a loose definition for a person who's just captured on screen who happens to be interesting. But I don't think anybody like... But like a Florida man type thing? Kind of, yeah. I mean, that's that kind of was the, <laughs> the, the Ozzy Osbourne TV show. Oh. Uh, which I forget what it was called, but it was terrible. The Osbournes. It was just, it was just called The Osbournes? Yeah. So I... I don't know. I, I kind of, it's kind of mean just following Ozzy around because it kind of looked like he didn't know what was going on all the time, or at least that's how it was put together. That's an act. Really? 100%. What makes you say that? I just, there's no way. I, I think that that show is mostly scripted for, for sure. It was in the height of reality television. You're telling me reality television is scripted? Yeah. Get out of here. I will. <laughs> <laughs> So he adopted the nickname the Prince of Darkness and is known as the Godfather of Heavy Metal. Uh the name Ozzy came from you know his early elementary school or primary school. And uh, he's not the only prince we've encountered. If you think back to episode 14, we had a Prince Midnight mm. in the Skelecaster episode, one of my favorites. I could see Ozzy Osbourne doing something like that. Not building it himself, but being gifted a guitar like that. Somebody donating their skeleton for yeah. Ozzy yeah. to do that, like full Metalocalypse style. I would. Just to be smashed on stage. Yep. So brutal. Uh, he grew up in a working class household. His mother was uh, Lillian. Uh, she worked at a factory during the day. And his father, John Thomas Jack Osborne, worked the night shift as a tool maker for the General Electric Company. Ozzy's one of six. Uh, he has uh, three older sisters and two younger brothers and his family lived in a small two bedroom home on, uh, in Aston and the six kids shared two beds and one of the two bedrooms. Wow. So his parents had one bedroom and all six kids had the other. Jeez. Well, they're in there making more kids. <laughs> oh, about to have company. <laughs> I know it's a little crowded in here, but just wait. Uh, uh, It'll keep you warm. <laughs> uh, fun fact: you can actually rent Ozzy's childhood home as like a as a he was here type thing. Rent it as what, like an Airbnb? Yeah, you can rent it. Oh God, I can only imagine what that smells like. Which bed do you choose? <laughs> do I want to sleep in the bed Ozzy slept in, or the one he was made? <laughs> Gross. Choices, choices. Topped off with Batman bed sheets. Oh. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, apparently he was dis- he's dyslexic. He was bullied for it. And uh, in early, basically in like his early years, he already had developed an interest in like the arts to begin with, like theater for one, which will come back into play mm-hmm. later. Uh, he left school at 15. Uh, he was a construction site laborer, a plumber, a toolmaker, which when he was working with his father, I believe, and a factory horn turner. And uh, but excuse, excuse me, horn turner. What, what a is car that factory vocation? horn turner. Horn turner. I believe it's the installation of horns in cars. You turn that horn pretty good, boy. You should be pro. You ever think about taking this to the big league? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seen no one else turn horn like you. 
I love the fact that there might have been there probably isn't anymore, but there definitely was someone alive that saw Ozzy Osbourne on stage and was like, that's the guy who installed my horn in my car. Honk if you're happy. <laughs> I'm glad the musician thing worked out because he was a shit plug. <laughs> that's the guy who installed my bathroom. <laughs> so by the time he was 16, he said he was really struggling. He says he mainly with that, he knew he didn't want to do like a, a normal day job. Like he, he knew that that's not uh he feel like he, that wasn't what he was made for kind of mm. thing. Like he said, he was, but does uh, anybody, these are just his quotes, man. I I'm was going to say that. I'm just, just saying about, like, you know, I'm special. That's why, that's why I'm I can't special. be caged. Yeah. But then he actually did something about it. He took like a he lot. Actually, I'll get, I'll, I'll, I have my own grapes. <laughs> so, um, he said he couldn't stand getting up for a job in the morning and says, I could never hold a nine to five job. I'd go from plumber to builder. So he had a, a lot of name tags from different places, basically. Mm. Was it from Wayne's world, a collection of hairnets and name tags. Okay. Uh, he was also known for getting into trouble with the law. Uh, in 1965, Os- uh, Osborne was uh, shoplifting items from homes and mom and pop shops in an attempt to gain acceptance from his local ruffians. Kind of like a hazing type. Thing. Oh wow! So uh, he was caught stealing women's stockings from a shop, and his father refused to pay his forty-pound fine uh, to teach him a lesson. And he spent six weeks in jail. Ah, oh. nice. Um, but in that, um, Ozzy knew that uh, after spending six weeks in jail, he realized that uh, prison wasn't for him, so he stopped doing things like that. And uh, for those who are wanting 40 pounds back in the day, it would be about 47 U.S. dollars. Uh, and then in 47, that would turn, 47 dollars would turn into uh, an equivalent of 419 dollars today. Mm. So you're seeing a shitload of stockings. Wow. Um, in, uh, it's a lot of horn turning. <laughs> Not a, a lot of horn turning down at the factory to pay back all the stockings. I met in prison. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure that got the same. (laughs) No, he gets back to the factory after prison. It's like, wow, he's turning horn like never before. (laughs) The focus. Grip strength. And throughout throughout all of this, though, his interest in like the theater developed into an interest in music. <laughs> and um, he he was uh, he actually um, in 1914 in 1962, uh, Osborne became a fan of the Beatles of all people of all people. And uh, it's sad to think that the Prince of Darkness was inspired by the Beatles, but I suppose What's the problem with the Beatles. I I don't really know. They, they started a lot though. I I never said they didn't, but Here I don't. Here comes the sun. It's all, all right. We're all living in a yellow submarine. I hate that one. Yeah, yeah that that, yeah, that I, that's that's terrible. That's Blue mayonnaise. Oh God! Have you seen that movie? Yes. Is it Mr. Rice's class? Yeah. So one time I decided to watch that. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, he credits the song She Loves You for inspiring him to become a musician. 
Um, so pretty much like right after prison, he uh, began exploring his potential as a vocalist. In 68, he teamed up with uh, Geezer, uh, Terrence Geezer Butler. Hang on. How old was he? What year is that? In 68. So he was 20? Yeah. And he's just like, I'm going to sing now? I mean, yeah, I guess. Okay. I just want to make sure. I we didn't say it was a solid plan. This is just his plan. Okay. He also, that beats he also knew that working nine to five wasn't for him. So this is the same kind of guy. And, and jail wasn't for him either, apparently. Just 20 years old, like wake up and you're like, I'm going to go sing. I'm going to do it, father. No, it wouldn't be classy British. I'm going to do it, father. <laughs> Those syllables. I'm going to go do it. I'm tired of. I'm tired of turning on, Father. It's rubbish. It's rubbish. Turning on. Honkers is what they call me, Father. I was the honkers I was born. I'll go back to the chimney sweep. It's turning into Bert from Mary. Up. <laughs> those are the two jobs available son those are the only two jobs available for people like us it's chimney sweeping a horn turning <laughs> step in time son step in time <laughs> can't afford that Turkish delight I like oh. have you seen that stuff it looks nasty yeah, no, it's awful. that was a Chronicles of Narnia joke for mm. That was a Chronicles of Narnia joke for those out there. <laughs> really appreciate you reading that. Those of you currently also listening to this and reading the Chronicles of Narnia. You know, that NPR group is the one we're really aiming for with this demographics. <laughs> Thank you, C.S. Lewis. Keep it real. Keep it real. So uh, he teamed up with, uh, in 68, he teamed up with Terrence Geezer Butler and uh, his guitarist, Tony Iommi, and then drummer Bill Ward to form a rock band, uh, Polka, t- Polka Tolk Blues, which would later soon be named Earth. Mm. I'm glad they went through like the uh, the editing phase on that one. Could you imagine if Polka Tolk Blues was like what inspired everybody? I don't, I don't think it would have the same uh, uh, success. I don't think they're writing Mr. Crowley. Well, they didn't. In, ladies was, and gentlemen, their latest single "NIB" by Polka Tolk Blue. <laughs> um, so the the band that your family would approve. Polka maybe Tolk that's Tolk how Blues. they get in, and yep. then they start singing about Satan. Ah, <laughs> oh, Judas Priest is he religious? You guys ever think there could be a double entendre of the song title? You got another thing coming. Anyway, <laughs> oh god! But uh, surprisingly enough, the band's moniker was already in use by another group, so they adopted the name Black Sabbath because naturally, that's—I mean, it's a natural yeah, progression the, there. <laughs> the, the, smooth, smooth cascading, like the natural like, steps. Yeah, you're like, man, you know what? Yeah, Black Sabbath. You know, Ruby Sunday just doesn't. What year was that? Did they decide that name? Sixty-eight. Well, through the span of like 68 when they started with uh, basically they became Earth. And I believe later on that year, they became Black Sabbath. Once they found out the name was already in use. Hmm. So um, in 19, uh, 1970, they uh, 
had their self-titled album debut, which reached number 10 in the UK and 23 in the US. Um, their sophomore album, Paranoid, a year later, uh, had War Pigs, Iron Man, Fairies Wear, uh, Fairies Wear Boots, and Paranoid, uh, and took Black Sabbath's New Heights, topping the charts in the UK and reaching 12 in the US. Mm. Uh, Master of Reality, uh, in 1971, Volume 4 and 72, and Sabbath Bloody Sabbath in 73. And they released two albums in 71. That's a lot of work. Uh, all found chart success, uh, success and then... Um, it was around 1975, the album Sabotage, the band kind of like hit like a plateau that started kind of going downward because it didn't quite hit as much as the other ones did. Because uh, for context, no, like it, the Black Sabbath, like all like the, the spooky kind of atmosphere and like the, the occultism kind of stuff, like that wasn't out yet. Like yeah. basically you had bands like the Beatles and then bands that wanted to be the Beatles and then uh, Black Sabbath coming out like, they were going to openly sing about, you know, well, Satan was like not, uh, not a strange topic. To just them. really like about horror movie kind of stuff. But like they also later in the seventies lost focus and started getting a lot more experimental. And they weren't like heavy. Yeah. That's when they started like the plateau. So maybe uh, a step too far in the wrong direction. Hindsight's um, twenty twenty. So um, they were for, like uh, also in uh, during that time they had to cancel a tour because Ozzy injured himself in a motorcycle accident, and uh, Ozzy's so the whole band would take drugs, but Ozzy would take it to different levels. Um, you know, he do drugs on the second floor. <laughs> um, so the the fans were kind of getting aggravated with like you know bad performances, and then uh, following the release of technical, how dare they? You know what I mean? Uh, following the releases of Technical Ecstasy in 1976 and Never Say Die in 1978, uh, Osborne separated. Osborne and the band, rest of the band, went their own ways. In 79 or 78? 78. Because that was the, they took Van Halen out on their first tour in 78. Um, Was that with Ozzy or Dio? No, I was with Ozzy. I know it was like towards the end of his tenure, but I didn't know if it was 79 when he officially left or 78. But they um they took Van Halen on the road with them for their first album. Those are two really, really different vibes. Well, they were trying to sell like to another vibe, though. If you listen to the later Black Sabbath stuff, they weren't like Iron Man, Paranoid, you know, War Pigs, Black Sabbath. Still, just trying to imagine those two together, just the visuals. But it, so I'm guessing they step away, that's really hardcore away from like the occult kind of kind of. It's thing, almost right? like they were trying to be more like Deep Purple, like kind of. Oh no, I like Deep Purple, but deep yeah, purple. but Deep Purple's already Deep Purple. Yeah. So uh, Ozzy continued to achieve commercial success solo with albums "Bark at the Moon." Uh, 1983, Ultimate Sin in 1986, No Rest for the Wicked in 88, and along with a multi-platinum, uh, all going multi-platinum in the U.S. And then he, uh, in the 90s, he had uh, No More Tears in 91. So 92, let's see, he had the No More Tours tier. Uh, no More Tours tier, wow. Uh, the No More Tears tour, and this was going to be apparently like, it, he said this was going to be his last tour solo. 
Like, it's just in general, he's retiring, basically, in 92, wow. is what he said. Um, he would rethink that, though, and then basically the tour did so well, he would rethink it and then came out with a live album, Live and Loud, in 93. Uh, the No More Tears tour, and this was going to be, apparently, like, it, he said this was going to be his last tour solo. Like, it's just in general, he's retiring, basically, in 92, wow. is what he said. Um. He would rethink that, though, and then basically the tour did so well, he would rethink it and then came out with a live album, Live and Loud, in 93. I'm Evelyn, the creator, producer, and host of the podcast, Reppin. Reppin is about representation of all kinds, because as human beings, we can represent a lot of things. On the podcast, you'll meet notable people, people you think you know. You'll gain insight into who they are, what they show up for, and what they represent. It's about going beyond what's on the surface and what the world categorizes as. It's about empowerment, diversity, courage, love, strength, and so much more. This is Repin. Don't miss it. I have a madman. It's my favorite album. Yeah, no, we had a we had a hidden version of it. Up, well, we had a hidden record of it upstairs. Yeah, because the parents wouldn't let us listen to it. Where did we get it? I think I found it at an antique shop, and I snuck it. Like I did all the metal when we were kids. How did you sneak it out? Because it was a vinyl. It was a full vinyl record. I mean, you sandwiched it in with other vinyl. That's like all the burned CDs I had of the metal bands that we weren't allowed to bring in to the house. We snuck it in so- in between, what would you put in between? I disguised him as Christian Roxy. <laughs> That's what I was hoping. Master of Puppets with all the cross on it. Oh, that's, that's Clay Aiken's latest. Yeah, yeah the runner-up from season two of American Idol. Yeah, Love him. This is, this is a switch foot. Turns out we were meant to live for something more. You really didn't have to take that joke any further. So um, he his live the out the live version of I don't want to change the world earned Osborne his first Grammy award, which is kind of crazy to think he got it so late in his career. Uh, and then he returned to the studio for 1995's Osmosis. Hmm. I know, like it would be really hard and tempting not to not to go with the name Osmosis, but I wouldn't have done it. It wasn't a very good album. No, it's not a very good title. Uh, and then following that year, um, OzFest would also come to be a thing, the Traveling Metal Festival. Uh, in 2001, uh, he would release his eighth studio album, Down to Earth, which reached number four in the U.S. And then in 2005, he reunited with Black Sabbath and was uh, uh, they did a, a tour together, and then they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And then uh, Metallica played Iron Man that performance. I remember if I watched that or not. We probably you did because I made you watch it. Was it? I don't remember if we watched it live though. Did we? Uh, not at that. I watched it pretty early on. Um, we came on VH1. We weren't allowed to watch such things. Oh, I made a way. Uh, he recorded uh, in 2007. He recorded the album Black Rain, which went number three in the U.S. charts. Uh, Scream in uh, 2010, which did pretty good. 
Um, and then it, uh, also in 2012, Sabbath got together and did some a uh, couple more concerts. And then uh, kind of skipping around, uh, he has actually recorded, I think he's recorded uh, an album actually just this year. Uh, he released a single, it was Patient Number 9, which I know he's got some health issues going on. Which I don't, I can't remember if he recorded this before or during. He released an album in 2020 that was like huge. Yeah. Yeah. But I know like he just released a single. Yeah. Uh, with Jeff Beck, I think, playing guitar on it. Mm-hmm. It's actually Eric not bad. Clapton, Zach Wilde, and all of them are going to be on the new album. That's pretty cool. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gonna check out. Yeah. Cause that came out, I think, two weeks ago. Mm. Yeah. The new song's pretty good. Mm hmm. Uh, surprise, it's about him being crazy. It's a lot of his songs. It, yeah. Uh, so, um, Sing what you know. <laughs> um, I think he's winding down on like the, is he, I can't, so he's pretty much done playing live. With the, I believe it's Parkinson's, correct? I don't remember if he has Parkinson's or That's, Alzheimer's. I think uh, it is. I do think it is Parkinson's. But he also had an ATV accident and had to have rods yeah. put in his back that he's had to have readjusted, and apparently that's what's been kicking his butt right now. Oof, readjusted. Mm. Yeah, yeah well, it was a pretty bad ATV accident. Once you get to a certain age, readjusting anything is more of a hassle. Uh, yeah, just confirming it is Parkinson's, and then on top of, like, the spinal injury. Oh, it's brutal. How many things cannot get him down? Jesus. Drugs, Parkinson's, ATV accident. That's why you got to stay high all the time. Ozzy's just the, the next step in evolution. <laughs> he can survive. That, he can survive anything. Or that or Keith Richards. I don't know. He's got a few years before he catches up to Keith Richards' status. Yeah. That's because. Was well, he 75, 76? Uh, he was born. Go back up to my notes. Blah, 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 blah. 48. Yeah, born uh, December 30th, 1948. 73? No, 74. 74. Yeah, he's 70. What's he doing on his ATV at 74? Well, I think yeah. it was a, I think, well, I think he was, like, it was a few years ago. Wait, are we? Did we confirm that he was on the ATV or like he got hit by an ATV? Joe, um, you're just this trivia thing's going to be, you're in a world for hurt, man. <laughs> I'm, you know, you know, it's really important is I'm glad you're being so humble I, about all this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sportsmanship. It's just all I'm getting from you. I appreciate it. I got a chance because it's multiple choice. No, it's not. There's three uh, scenarios. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, I guess it's technically yeah. Why, I guess it's a very sad way of looking at it. But <laughs> no, there's not even four choices. There's three, so I'm, I'm in, I'm in for the running. <laughs> well, and two of them are right. If you really want to go there, <laughs> yeah, can't get me down. <laughs> so, so now, gentlemen, are you prepared for the game? Yes. So Ozzy, Ozzy obviously deserves like a much more detail. That was just like a, a, a passing through just like the, the highlights of the timeline. But there's so much stuff that we've got in that. Like 
to keep this within the parameter, like, you know, our hour and a half. Okay. Okay. Uh, a lot had to be cut, unfortunately. So, gentlemen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a two truths and one lie about the misadventures of Ozzy Osbourne. The rules of the game are simple. Three stories about Ozzy will be presented to you, but only two of them are true. It's up to you to determine which is the lie. You both will be competing against each other for the glory of being the winner of the first game on the Phantom Jukebox podcast. <laughs> there will be five rounds, five chances for glory. So, uh, I was good with just keeping that running. <laughs> it's not very, it's not very long. Okay. It's like saw like Sonic running in front of us or something. <laughs> Brought to you in part by gotta go fast. So, uh, you will be competing against each other. And I think I'm going to set the timer for two minutes per question for, mm. uh, for you guys to decide which one is going to be the lie. Okay. Okay. So 118 seconds of Joe being able to waller in his loss. <laughs> Round one. A. Ozzy's hotel was invaded by Satanists. Oh, nice. B. He intentionally drugged a vicar or a kind of like a priest. Hmm. Or C. He excelled at his previous job in a slaughterhouse and is currently a vegetarian. Gentlemen, you have two minutes to decide. Mm. <laughs> okay, we well, well, that's the thing though. I don't want it to be dead air because we can't really deliberate because we're versus each other. We can't really go through and explain why we think the things we do unless you're just are you dead certain on what you know the answer to be yeah, yeah i'm good you're locked in you can always lock in early you don't have to use the two minutes i i'm not giving you anything joe you don't have to give me it's your knowledge versus just, my knowledge are you trying to pry the answer from his <laughs> from his cold dead eyes <laughs> Puppy eyes. You're you're one hundred percent locked in on this. You know it for a fact. Yeah, I didn't need to call a friend to go fifty fifty. You have no <laughs> lifelines. <laughs> we couldn't afford them. Reach free just has left the building. Start starting this whole thing already in the tunnel. <laughs> so, so gentlemen. Okay. Do you have your answer? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You're going to play that music every time, right? Yes. Yes, please. Okay. Of course. Please. What do, you, what do you think this is? All right. So round one, the question, the choices were Ozzy's hotel was invaded by Satanists. He intentionally drugged a vicar or he excelled at his previous job in a slaughterhouse and is currently a vegetarian. Gentlemen, what were your answers? C. C. So you both picked... Uh, Excelling at the slaughterhouse was the lie. Mm -hmm. He actually worked at a slaughterhouse and is currently a vegetarian. He did not actually intentionally drug a vicar. Crap. I chose C because I wanted that one to be a lie. I, I wanted the other two to be I true. I think that's kind of a trick 
little question there. Well, he either meant to or he didn't mean to. He could lie. Well, we actually have the story behind that. One day when a vicar paid the Osbournes a visit, his wife, uh, Thelma, which is, it wasn't Shannon at the time, inadvertently gave the priest a big piece of cake that Ozzy had laced with some, uh, some uh, potent Afghan hashish. Soon the vicar passed out and the Osbournes had to carry him to the card and take him home. For three days, the, victors, the vicar was incredibly high and fortunately for the Osbournes, didn't remember what had happened to him. <laughs> I didn't see him for two weeks after that. I thought I'd killed him, Ozzy said. Then I saw him in a pub on a Sunday and he said, I must have caught a dreadful flu at yours. I hallucinated for three days. Wow. Three so days. they intentionally gave him the cake, though. She did not mean to mm. drug him. She gave him yeah. cake. Uh, who puts drugs in cake? Ozzy Osbourne. I mean, and then also, who, who subverted charges? <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never do that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like what? Are you, what? what? I no, I didn't think, know. I wouldn't think that was funny. <laughs> Is Ozzy really a vegetarian? When he was 16, he applied for a job in the Birmingham Slaughterhouse and found something he enjoyed doing, not because of the actual work, but because of the hours it kept. Uh, a, quote from him in, a quote from him, depending on how many cattle you had to kill, sometimes you'd be back home three or four hours later, so you had the rest of the day off. That was better than working a nine-to-five in an office. Uh, Ozzy even became an expert with a special knack for removing cow stomachs uh, for overnight soaking and detaching hooves. Uh, one thing Ozzy admits he enjoyed uh, was the from his uh, from his uh, slaughterhouse days was sneaking cow eyes out so he could pop them into girls' drinks in local bars for laughs. See, that makes sense. I can one hundred percent see that. So, uh, his hotel room got while on the road and uh, with Black Sabbath in the early seventies. The hotel where the band was staying was invaded by Satanists. Um, some of whom who had uh, camped out in front of Ozzy's hotel room to get rid of the fanatics. Ozzy blew out their candles and sang them a happy birthday. That's what we call horn Turner. <laughs> Using his quick horn turn intellect. <laughs> Are you prepared for round two? So rephrase that one of the, the statement about the slaughterhouse real quick. He excelled at working at a slaughterhouse and is currently a vegetarian. So he liked the time. He didn't say he really cared about the job. Doesn't mean he excelled at the job. They said he was good at it, though. All right, Jeff. One to one. There's a you little, can be good at a job and not like it. This is a little dirty. That's me right now. I'm good at my job. Yeah, he said That's he wanted to like get it done fast wow. so he could go home for the rest of the day. So he He's wanted to do it efficiently. Completely giving into that, huh? Yep. All right. Let's go. That's a bunch of stock I wouldn't want to buy if I were you. <laughs> Going to become a horn turner. That's my next job. Hong Kong. <laughs> it. No, it's not that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to become a horn turner. No, it's not. No. No, I like the pink yeah, one. So better. the six but The first one you played better. I'm going to become a horn turner. You've never made me so happy, son. <laughs> Following <in my> <laughs> Long line of Shannon horn turners. 
All right. What's our, <laughs> what's our, what's our next, next question? Okay. Okay. Round two. Uh, which one of these is the lie that Ozzy took a piss on the Alamo? Ozzy uh, dined with George W. Bush at the White House for a correspondence, uh, correspondence dinner uh, and was formally invited to do so. Or C, he's one of the few people in the world who, to have his genetic code researched. Hmm. Like whole genetic code. Can you play a song? Music, please. I can't start thinking about the answers until... Okay. Two minutes on the clock, gentlemen. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. You know this... (laughs) You know this for sure? Yeah. 100% positive. Yeah. You don't even try to build up the drama? You're 100% positive. You got this in the back, just like last time. Did you have Pepto-Bismol today? I did not. Should I have? You're about to have an achy stomach. <laughs> what? <laughs> Distracted backfist. Engaged. Okay. So I you, think I'm good. No holes barred. You've got, you both have your answers? Yeah. So, was, which one of us is the lie? Did he take a piss on the Alamo? Uh, did he dine at a White House correspondence dinner or was he one of the few people to have his genetic code research? Gentlemen, is it A, B, or C? So B. when you say correspondence dinner, um, I'm saying B. I'm saying C. I don't want to, what I was just wanted to clarify what, what it was. Nah, I'm just, I'm really okay. nitpicking because, like, you know, the last one had some creative language around. But I choose what, C. Genetic code research? I choose C. No, I said the last question. Ah. Sorry. You're, you're supposed to be the one bathed in glory here. I think it's B. I think it's C. It's actually A. So. No, he did pee on the Alamo. He got kicked out of there. That's he, a known story. And he just was able to go back. As it goes, he did get drunk. On the Alamo property, and he took off his clothes. Hope um, basically, he got drunk in San Antonio, and his wife, so it's Sharon now, uh, took his clothes to keep him from going outside. Uh, but instead, he took one of her dresses and basically went for a walk anyway. Mm. And then later, still, you know, he's he's basically walking the streets in San Antonio in the dress, and um, he. Took a, he basically went to the Alamo and he peed on the Alamo Cenotaph, which is a 60 foot high statue uh, erected in 1939. But it's, it's not like it's, they say it's the Alamo, but it's not, he didn't actually go to the Alamo, the fort and pee on it. But he did dine in a correspondence dinner. Yeah, I knew that. And he did have his genetic code I knew that because, mm-hmm. because um, George Bush loved him. He loved watching the Osbournes and he would like said something about it. Well, at a 2002 white house correspondence dinner, uh, president G W Bush, uh, took a stage and to present a, um, he took the stage and spent 10 minutes cracking jokes and opened his speech saying what a uh, fantastic audience we have tonight. Washington broker celebrities and Hollywood stars, Ozzy Osbourne. 
Ozzy enjoyed uh, his moment in the spotlight and uh, Bush then listed off some of Ozzy's songs and told him Ozzy's mom loves your stuff. And it was definitely probably a joke. And then uh, from what I read there, they kind of went back and forth actually at the dinner and they didn't really have the best time in each other's company. Like eventually it kind of turned into pot shots for a second. And then eventually they went their own separate ways. It wasn't like such a great night. Yeah, and apparently he didn't pee on the Alamo. He peed on the Alamo Plaza, and we didn't get an answer back. All right. What's the third one? Well, you didn't even pick that one. You were off to begin with. It didn't even matter if you if you didn't pick that one because you picked a completely different answer. <laughs> well, that's the one that you said that was actually, that's the one that we both didn't pick. That's why I said something about it. But it's because it sounded like it was the truth. Yeah. So that's exactly. No, no. He did have his genetic code research, though. He did have his genetic code research. I mean, I would understand that. With how many, how much drugs have been through a system, you got to understand why a human can still be living. Well, uh, and the researchers in the, uh, uh, in Massachusetts uh, discovered from a blood sample that Osborne inherited some DNA from Neanderthals. Uh, they also oh. reveal that he is a descendant of a uh, Russian czar, Nicholas II, King George I, and outlaw Jesse James. Uh, with his past, with his past drug and alcohol abuse and near-death experiences, uh, Osborne was an ideal candidate to take part in this genome sequencing project. Basically, they wanted to know what you're basically asking, like, how can he do this? Yeah. How is he still alive? Science must know. <laughs> All right. They were looking for cures for basically every element in his blood. So we're two, two out of five, no points. Two out of five, no points. At least you, you were coming from a background of knowledge. I'm completely guessing on what I hope is to be that's, true. That's awful because it's like, I'm just going to sit there and think it wasn't the Alamo. It was the Alamo Plaza. It was a statue. It wasn't the building. Round three. I got it this time. A. Ozzy bit the head off of a dove. B. He snorted a line of ants in front of Motley Crue. Or C. Accidentally bit the head off of a dead bat. Gentlemen. I need the music before I can think. I, not the smoothest transition, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Okay. I think I know. So when you say Motley Crew, is it the whole band, or can it just be a are member of Motley Crew? Are they officially known as Motley Crew? Like that's or my. Are they just the guys of Motley Crew? Motley Crew umlauts and everything. I swear, if I don't pick it, you're like. Mm. No, it was just McMars. That was. That's what I'm thinking you're gonna do. It was the Motley Crue Plaza. It was a statue of Motley Crue. It's a declaration of independence. Of Motley Crue. Nicholas Cage stole it. You're halfway through your time. Man. One minute left. Wow. Okay. That was... (laughs) 
So give me the first one again, Ty. Is that the bat one? In Ozzy the most bit dramatic the voice dove. possible. He snorted a line of ants in front of Motley Crue, or he accidentally bit the head off of a dead bat. Thirty seconds. God. Okay. Okay. It's the thirty-second horn. I know it. I know it. Confident. You got your answer. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Locked in. All right. Really pushing the envelope on that last one. Even I was getting nervous. <laughs> so, gentlemen, was it which of the three was it? I believe it was the lies A. A, B, or C. I think it's A as well. Just because we've had so many issues with the other questions, I'm going to give you one chance. Are you sure? Do you love A? I think the thing that kills me about the bat... <laughs> <laughs> Is that you emphasize dead bat? Oh, is it the wording? <laughs> no, it is the wording, because I know. Yeah, that, that I is know that been. he snorted ants in front of somebody. The but the if bat I being, swear to God, the bat being dead or alive doesn't matter. I will say that. <laughs> I swear to God, if it's the Molly Crew one, and you're like, it was Nicky Snicks who he shorted the B, the the whatever in front of, not the whole band. I am oh, walking. Yeah. I am walking out of this house. <laughs> it's not as, it's not as technical as you're making it out to be. Ty, not as technical. It was the Alamo Plaza. <laughs> I all I heard was, oh, that was, oh, that was the you're whining too much horn. I'm sorry. All right, so doesn't matter if it was a dead or alive bat. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll go for your trap. <laughs> I pick C. Have, I'm going with B. So you have you guys have your answer? You're going with B. I'm going with B. Oh, the Motley Crew yep. one. That's brave. I chose C. You chose C. B is false. <laughs> it was. What are you? Oh, so if you didn't get it, you're just gonna. Get no, it I'm like, You explain that one to me. According to former Ozzy Osbourne guitarist Jake Lee, um, one of heavy metal's wildest stories ever to take place, although it's depicted as Motley, uh, it's depicted in the, the Dirt movie you guys were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, Lee swears Ozzy didn't snort a line of ants. Ty, all of Motley Crue says he did it. Well, if you let me get to the end of the story. Um, it was termites. Lee swears Ozzy didn't snort a line of ants. Ozzy doesn't remember snorting ants, nor does he remember the entire 1984 tour with Motley Crue. Uh, according from Jake e. Lee, I was there and he never, uh, and I never saw ants. I was right there. He snorted a line. Um, he snorted a little spider. There was not a trail of ants there. Tommy says it. Nikki says it. Ozzy says it. They were fucked up. I was not. I was just trying to get a suntan. Do you know why Jakey e. Lee was kicked out of Ozzy's band? 
uh, enlighten us. Drinking problem. So. Oh. So it's Motley Cruz versus Jake Lee's and I guess I guess I don't have a point. Joe has one tie. Hell yeah. That's all I was coming down to. Next Play question, please. <laughs> Play the music. <laughs> so just Plaza. Such a bad sport. <laughs> Um, so actually, so a biting the head off of dub story during a meeting with CBS records, Ozzy. Uh, so he was solo at this point in order to intimidate the public relations people. He pulled out a dove, bit off its head and threw it on the table where blood got everywhere. And Ozzy was, uh, obviously kicked out of that board meeting. Hmm. I knew that. And then biting the head off of a bat story. Uh, during one performance, somebody threw uh, somebody in the audience threw something at Ozzy, and he thought it was a rubber bat. So he picked it up and bit down on it, and then he soon realized something was wrong, and he spit out it was like a real bat. Wow! Because people were like into like throwing stuff at him on That's stage. That's what I'd heard. I think it was a, a Ozzy interview. On I think he was like on the Conan show. Yeah, you know the guy would bite the head off a dove in front of a board meeting. The bat was too far. Well, either way, it was on stage and it was thrown at him. And he didn't mean to do it. And you know, plus they like, also throw on stage poop. Well, yeah, but also like doves don't have rabies. Doves have all kinds of other. I mean, one of the most disgusting animals in the world is pigeons. Oh, I know they're flying rats, but I mean, it's also not like. You ever heard of bird flu? Aussie has the cure. That's why they studied his blood. It's genetic. Okay. I'm on a roll here. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. This is what a roll feels like. Round four. (laughs) A, he quit Black Sabbath to pursue a solo career. B, shared cocaine with a stewardess. Or C, regularly threw meat into his crowds at his shows. Define regularly. Was it Monday through Thursday or just Friday through Sunday? Like every show, every other show. Oh, God. I'm good. Through meat. Was that the Alamo? Or was it the plaza where he threw the meat? Cold cuts, Ty? Was it cold cuts? It was raw meat. <laughs> Are we considering chicken it was, meat was it real as meat? well? Was or is that poultry? Was it real meat or was it that beyond shit? Not a whole lot of vegans going to Ozzy Osbourne concerts <laughs> at that time. The irony is he's a vegetarian. <laughs> beyond is so high in sodium. It is actually. Yeah. yeah. I'm good. Um, God, I was stuck on the meat for a second. What are the other two options? He quit by Sabbath. Okay, yeah, yeah. To pursue a solo career, he shared cocaine with a stewardess, or he regularly threw meat uh, on his audiences, like into the audience. You have a minute left. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Locked in. Locked in? Yeah. Yeah, All right. I'm ready, Howie. Let's make it to you. Dumb show. All right. So, gentlemen, was it A, B, or C? 
A. I think it's A. Congratulations, gentlemen. On a technicality. You've both scored one point. He did not uh, quit willingly. He was kicked out for uh, for basically doing more drugs than everybody else. Oh. Um, after a long run of increasingly erratic drink and drug-fueled behavior, Ozzy Osbourne was finally um, kicked out of the band by his band members. Uh, it had been a difficult time musically for uh, for Black Sabbath, who had been trying to, uh, to find it hard to motivate themselves in the studio. This was exaggerated by the fact that Ozzy barely turned up to the studio at all, and the friction of the band came to a head when Tony Iommi decided that he wanted to replace Ozzy. And this was more of a release for Osbourne, who felt he wanted to go in a different musical direction anyway. So he he was he, he was quit fired, but he was definitely fired first. It was it was fired, and then. No, I don't need you guys anyway. I'm Ozzy Osbourne. I've I've survived the plague. Fired? You know what? I quit. <laughs> but good, you were fired first. Uh, but he apparently did share cocaine with a stewardess. On a flight home to England, Ozzy was carrying four grams of cocaine in his sock. Sock cocaine. We know that's the best. That's the high quality stuff. Uh, could be worse. Uh, worried about taking the dope through customs, Ozzy gave coke to the stewardess at, who uh, snorted it while working on the plane. Oh. At least it wasn't the pilot. I will say that. Uh, and regularly throwing meat into his audiences is also true. So during his uh, Diary of the Madman tour in the early 80s, uh, he used to catapult hurl. He, uh, he would catapult hurls of uh, chunks of meat uh, into the audience. Is this cooked or uh, just raw? Raw. Raw. Oh, hell yeah. Um, basically, to, uh, basically to get into it themselves, a lot of people would bring meat to the performances and then throw meat back at Ozzy Osbourne, leading to said bat incident. <laughs> the hell? It'd be like uh, animal parts. Um, they are also like stories of, uh, basically said it was like a gory, like whenever you'd see old timey movies, like when they would throw pies back and forth, it was some kind of gory horror nightmare version of that. Mm. Are we doing this in the next show? If I have a piece of raw meat hit one of my guitars, <laughs> does uh just right out of the package baloney count? <laughs> just fling them like frisbees into the crowd. Don't forget to take the wax ring off. No, that adds you know, I, I went. I, I kind of sadly went through a lot more baloney than one should have before realizing that there's the ring on the outside. Of the top. <laughs> you probably are still what? carrying that, Wait, that wax in your body. What? what? So, huh? with every you don't other- know that? No, you, you didn't know that. Oh. You, like multiple times? No. I had a like number of a while with, with a lot of other my other sandwiches. I've never like had to pull the the. That, that is true. That I is, thought that was just like the outer like char or crust. Yeah, that's the me. that's the flavor. That's the sear on yeah, it. It seals it in. It's, it's a particularly chewy. Oh. Just oh. Slap a couple pieces oh. pieces of meat oh. in the sandwich, some hot sauce, oh. other piece of bread, and then God. bite real hard. I hate. I hate <laughs> is that true? Is that? That is very true. Oh my god. Oh man! I don't need a lot of baloney. I, I don't need it anymore. <laughs> All right, next question. Okay. 
Okay, here we are. Here we are. Uh, I think we'll call thing. this our final round. Joe and Lee winning. <sighs> round five. He fought burglars off naked. Naked. Nice. B. He utterly he utterly worships Satan to this day. Or C pushed a fifty inch TV out a hotel window. Gentlemen. Wow. I'm afraid of any answer I give because I don't know what kind of stipulation is going to be. This one is odd because I hope that all of them are true. (laughs) That's dark. I can see all of these happening. They're very believable. Like he was praying to Satan when he pushed the lady out of the window kind of thing. Yeah, and while he was fighting off burglars naked. It all makes sense. I I keep going back to is it like one of those uh word word things? Is it he wasn't naked, he had his underwear on. Yeah, yeah. He was wearing a condom actually. <laughs> just, the modesty stock they use the movies. <laughs> uh Really snaps you back into it. Can't reuse those, you know. Was he a Satanist? Was he a Satanist? Did he fight burglars all night? It's like one of those deals, like you can't go with the most obvious one. Was it an old lady or an old man he fought off? Or (laughs) burglar? 30 seconds on the clock. I think I know what suitcase I'm going to go with. I think I know which one. Are you both locked in? Yeah, I'm locked in. All right. So, did he fight off burglars naked? Does he worship Satan? Or did he push a 50-inch TV out a hotel window? I think it's B. I think it's B. Congratulations, gentlemen. He doesn't utterly worship Satan. No Satan worshiper is also a vegan. That's impossible. Ozzy Osbourne is a member of That's the Church true. of England. <laughs> I just I, can't believe I lost this because the Alamo Plaza. <laughs> so Ozzy Osbourne is a member of the Church of England, although he does not frequently tend or go on a regular basis. He says, if I had gone to church, I'd still be there now, confessing all my sins. Wow, he's so deep. It'd take him a while. So, uh, to kind of like the Black Sabbath stuff basically came from, uh, I think you mentioned earlier, Connor, kind of the more theatrical thing. And uh, Osborne believed that if people uh, paid to watch horror movies, why, you know, why not include that into horror music? Basically create kind of this horror show atmosphere to the performances. Um, but they, uh, he did fight off burglars naked. Ozzy Osbourne had the opportunity to stop a burglar who broke into his house in the UK and stole his wife's wedding rings in 2004, but let him go because he was naked. Um, 
he was stunned to come across. So does that mean he actually fought them? I'm just saying. Or like chased them away. I mean, that's not the same. You know, we might we might come across that if actually let me finish the whole story. The whole story, not that part where you like and you just want to cut in. It sounded like fighting to me. So he came across an intruder and uh, going through his wife's closet in their home in Buckinghamshire. Um, basically, in the middle of the night, he tackled the man to the goal. <laughs> he tackled the man to the ground. <laughs> and the Hell yeah. feared. He, Hell he yeah. turned his horn. <laughs> he feared. Uh, all make my, it horn all my hern turn. Horn turn has come to this moment. Hern turn. Hern turn. Hern turn. Yeah, how would you like to be like, like, you know, getting in a break into somebody's house in the middle of the night in the darkness and just seeing the silhouette of an obviously naked man? You're especially Aussies. You get knocked onto the floor and feel Aussies. (laughs) I felt the Prince of Darkness brush against my leg. (laughs) Followed by his two cardinals. But basically, he thought uh, him, basically, he feared being naked and attacking him would land him in legal trouble and uh, basically kind of backed off the pursuit and then got a hold of the police. Oh, he did yeah. did tackle him to he, the ground. He let him go. He was <laughs> like, you know what? Eh, not worth it. Maybe I shouldn't run through the streets naked. <laughs> uh, but he also, they did uh, put, he did push a 50 inch TV out of a hotel window. Back in 2020, he and his friend Zach Wilde pushed a 50-inch TV set through the ninth floor window of a hotel and let it fall to the pavement below. It was something Ozzy had always wanted to do. Uh, basically, it ex- the TV hit the ground and exploded, and the hotel charged Ozzy $38,000 for the destruction of the property and television. Wow. I, I, lo- I lost here. I lost the technicality. It's all right. So... Would you want to put the next game together? No, no, because I want to compete. That would that wouldn't be a rematch. Yeah, it's that's accepting the loss, and you know, if you can't do, then you teach. It's not me. Fuck. <laughs> okay, so another one of these next artist, Jack Black. No, no. <laughs> He's I'm just going on one that I know artist. Of. It'll turn into a hypothetical. Like, how many kung fu pandas do you think he will do? <laughs> okay, the one through three are pretty okay. I I think I've seen the first two kung fu pandas, and I think I drew the line. What? I'm just thinking it was the Alamo Plaza. The plaza. It wasn't even the plaza. It was a statue. Yeah. It was a statue. No, it, and every other thing is like, he urinated at the Alamo. It was the plaza. And he didn't snort ants in front of Motley Crue because Jakey Lee said so. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> to, to win with glory is just movie magic. It's all right. Just appreciate you being a good sport, man. I um never claimed that. <laughs> Ever. So. Oh. Um, kind of getting into the conclusion, conclusions of this. Um, I mean, I'm, I, 
I'm sure this hasn't changed your thoughts on Ozzy Osbourne. I kind of like assumed he did some crazy stuff and it's just the level of how crazy he was kind of eluded me. But like, what are your like, um, let's start with Connor. What are your thoughts on Ozzy Osbourne as like, let's say like artist person, like him, not like him. Not a fan. Really? No. I think that if you talk and look at all the stuff he's done to his studio musicians and everything, and um, taking rights away from them and claimed stuff that he wrote that he didn't really write that uh, I don't know if it's Ozzy, but the people representing Ozzy are not really um, stand up moral individuals. And he has a vast history that he's very tethered to about mistreatment of musicians that have worked for him. Very proper. Thank you. It was the Alamo. Plaza. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like the next. Um, and he only snorted ants in front of Nikki Six, not Molly Crew. Oh, no. I, th- I think he's pretty funny on uh, interviews. I really like watching him uh, talk to Conan and Conan trying to decipher what he's actually saying because he can't understand him at all. But you think that's an act, though? Mm-hmm. I think that's what we call marketing. What do you think the benefit, I mean, do you, what do you think the benefits of kind of looking, I don't want to say like foolish ish, but uh, how do you think that, how do you think that kind of marketing benefits him in the long run? You don't hire a clown. It doesn't make you laugh. <laughs> you need to put the music back on. <laughs> Can I say that? For all of these you turn it back on. Back on. <laughs> which, which one? The, uh, uh, the question music. Yeah. The, like, Ask me the question the liberation. So how do you think um, this kind of marketing might affect his career? What benefit him? Would you hire a clown that didn't make you laugh? <laughs> Start to sound more like Batman. <laughs> Where's your trigger? Would you hire a clown that didn't make you laugh? <laughs> Joker. Where it's- is it? <laughs> I didn't be on the Alamo. You just... <laughs> The way he on the statue of the Alamo, it was next to it. <laughs> the way you said it, though, kind of reminded me of like, you wouldn't hire a clown to make you laugh. That's what it feels like to drive the new Ford F one fifty. Biggest Ford emblem we have ever put on truck. It's like a belt buckle. It actually turns into a belt buckle. You can turn horn this truck like no other. My dad, he didn't want me to be a horn turner. And neither did I. I don't have to save you. (laughs) Don't have to kill you. Don't have to save you. Some shit like that. I didn't know it was a bat. No, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. (laughs) Hang on. I'm not... I'm not the horn turner. Explaining everything of these, all these articles. Hockey, hockey bats. I didn't know it was a bat. I just bit into it. I, I thought about chasing after him naked, but I thought against it. I'd let the police handle that one. I have vengeance. I have the die. I didn't want to hit the robber with my bat signal. 
I am slightly erect. <laughs> Get back here. I am the Prince of Darkness, and that's called the Duke of Darkness. <laughs> Tattoos, arrows. <laughs> Jesus. Call him Duke. It's the Duke of Arrow. Okay. <laughs> oh, but did you, did you have any more closing remarks, Joe, on uh, on the Ozzy of Bosmore? Yeah, <laughs> I can do it. Oh, Leave man. it where we left it. Oh man! So, uh, well, Connor, is there anything you want to um, wrapping up the show? Is there anything you want to plug? Central Florida Metal Fest, September 17th through 18th. Buy your tickets at cflmetalfest.com. I will have that show, uh, that uh, link in the show notes. So, um, yeah, thank you everybody for uh, tuning into this episode. This is episode 20. Yes. This has been an awesome, uh, it's an awesome ride. Thank you for being here, Connor. Thank you for sharing yes. that with us. Thank you, Connor. Thanks for inviting me, Ty. Thank you for inviting me. I hope we can be humiliated. I hope we can do this again. On your microphone. Your record thing. Your confangled recording box. I'll forever be haunted losing sleep to the fact that Ozzy didn't pee on the Alamo. He peed on a statue of the Alamo at the Alamo. Our back catalog is available (laughs) on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. They really help out the show. Uh, you know, uh, five stars in the review. They really, they, there's algorithms are fun. And it, we, that basically that really helps us out and opens a lot more opportunities for us. Like the more you interact with us, the more we're able to uh, interact with you guys and actually bring more to the show that we have planned. So uh, tell us uh, what you thought of the episode. Um, uh, if you've listened to our band, Otherworld, What's your favorite song if you need prompts? Also, uh, if you would pee on the Alamo, let us know on Twitter at Phantom Jukebox underscore, Facebook.com at Phantom Jukebox, and Instagram at Phantom Jukebox Podcast. It's highly illegal. Don't do it. Don't do, don't, it. Don't do that. But if you would, let us know if, you, if that's something you would be into. Probably shouldn't do that either. <laughs> I don't actually really care to know that. Or the statue. <laughs> I'm good with not knowing. You're going to get some weird DMs off that one. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get emailed weird shit anyway. And the idea is not to incite. <laughs> so um, some shout outs I'd like to give again is the happy hour podcast. This is on their Twitter handles uh, at happy hour show three and uh, soundtrack of your life, which is at soundtrack underscore your check out those shows. Uh, they need the support like we do, and they've got content you're going to like. Uh, they're also on, uh, the, uh, you'll have the Spotify links in the show notes, but they, um, each of these people have, uh, they're on all your major platforms, so you will not uh, have a hard time finding them. And thank you again to Kenny Grooms, the studio wizard, and Dakota Galvin for taking care of all the social media aspects mm-hmm. that we are not as good at. 
and handling. Uh, she also is a, yes. a big part of the, well, she helped out with the research for this. And she's also a uh, big part of the uh, Spotify playlist that that was her idea. Mm. Um, so check out the uh, Phantom Jukebox Jams. Oh. Can I get the last word? You know, and as our guest, <laughs> I have a feeling what it might be. <laughs> And uh, I can't let you do it without some backing music. So uh, take us out, Connor. Take us out, Connor. Horn Turner. Is that, is that really your last word? Are you locked in? That's it. Okay. Let's do a couple different iterations to some accents. Okay. Horn Turner. <laughs> what do you got? Owen Dunner. Oh, like a Carl Urban kind of thing going on there. He's an Owen Dunner. <laughs> and the letter reads Casey Casey. <laughs> Horn Turner. <laughs> and he writes Horn Turner. Yeah, there it is. Joe, you got one? Horn Turner. And we're out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, good night, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>